It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. But on that note, let's move on to a segment I like to call Spot the Real. Okay, so for this one, um, there was an article that had like 10 of the strangest phobias. And it just had them it had their name, and then it had what is the fear of? Okay. Obviously, phobia is the fear of blank. So I I got five of these here, and one of these is the right answer, and the other two are fake. So we'll try to see if you can get maybe at least two or three of them, um, and we'll count that as a win for you. Okay. Even though there's like no scoreboard, nobody cares I'm, about scores. Yeah, I mean, you're not as competitive as I am. So you're just like whatever. <laughs> right yeah it's <laughs> true <laughs> all right so the first one and i have a dry erase board so that you can actually see the word because sometimes you know it helps to see it you can try to get clues from it okay so i'm trying to help you out here basically so i wrote this first one down and it's called also i might not know how to pronounce some of these so <laughs> this is anemophobia anemo anemo or anemo it's kind of like enano. <laughs> <laughs> what is that in Spanish? It's, it's like a um, like a midget. Oh, okay. Didn't he say that in that Life is Strange? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have three choices. And remember, these are all bizarre. So just, I, I pretty much made all the choices bizarre too. One of these is correct. Anemophobia is the fear of serving trays, wind, or prayer. Mm, okay. So trays... Wind and prayer. Certain trees, wind and prayer. Which one? Which one doesn't sound right to you, or which one um, does sound right to you? Serving trees. I don't know. That'd be a phobia. Wind is, is the one that makes the most sense. So I'm gonna go with that one. Wind. Yeah, wind. Is real. Okay. People who suffer from this tend to become anxious outside and near open windows. Anxious feelings can... She's, Mandy's doing a little dance here. Um, because serving trays are usually found outside. I was kidding. <laughs> Anxious feelings can also manifest themselves when passing hand dryers or overhead air vents. Mm. It's believed that the fear is triggered by an experience embedded in the person's subconscious. So, I, all right, one for one. Uh, they had a bad experience with the flying type Pokemon or something. <laughs> We're back with the Pokemon again. Yeah. Yeah, I would, this is like the opposite of what I always have to have a fan on or or some kind of AC on or something like blasting. Well, because it, it like, especially, well, more for like high winds, like tornadoes yeah. and stuff like that. Mm. Like that would make sense, but. Mm. But this is just wind in general, so. Yeah. All right, good job. We're on to the next one. And I wrote it down again. And as far as I can tell, it's called Lenonophobia. 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 Okay. L-I-N-O-N-O phobia. It is the fear of string, 3D shapes, or pastel colors. Mm. I feel like this is pretty tough. Uh, well, Lynn is line, kind of like line. Okay. So I'm going to say string or rope or whatever the first one was. It was string. Yeah. Right. See, some that might have helped if you're correct, just looking at it. Uh, Linonophobia refers to the fear of string. Yay. As with all phobias, the fear stems from a negative association with the item. 
There's even an online test that helps determine the severity of a person's nonophobia. <laughs> and well, I got like... curious, so I went to it. And the first question is, how anxious do you feel when you think about strain? A, extremely. B, very. C, somewhat. D, a little. E, not at all. I mean, that's just, just like a, a basic question. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you put not at all. Congrats. You don't have this. <laughs> I think it's just if you know you have it, it tells you how much. Because string doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Now, if it was rope, that'd be different. Because, like, rope, you, you get binded by rope. Yeah. So. But it's just, I don't know about this this quiz because it's like, the second question is, um, out of 10, how serious is your lenophobia? One or two, three or four. Like, <laughs> you're doing it yourself. It's right? like, like, what are you going to tell me? If like, I say five out of six, oh, <laughs> go ahead. What? It's like if I gave, like, uh, like, cause, you know, I do psychological exams mm-hmm. and, like, if the, the kid shows, like, high levels of depression, then we do, like, um, a depression rating scale. And it's like, if that rating scale was like, are you depressed? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> how bad is your depression? <laughs> Stop being depressed. You <laughs> um, <laughs> can control it, apparently. Yeah. All right. Two for two. Okay. This is the next one. Three. Number three. A blutophobia. It's a fun word. A blutophobia. A-B-L-U-T-O-phobia. It's the persistent fear of bathing rappers, as in like the singer, like rappers, mm-hmm. spinning objects. Mm. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. That was the first one? Bathing. Uh, I feel like bathing has a different name. So I'm going to guess spinning things. Spinning objects? Yeah. Blutophobia is the persistent fear of cleaning, washing, or bathing and occurs more Damn. in children and women than men. It is not a very common phobia. That's strange because I figured that maybe men would uh, suffer right? from that more. That is weird. Yeah, I have a lot of guys, um, students that um, that they just don't want to clean themselves, and it's just like, bro, like kids are complaining that you smell. It's not, it's not that like it's a bad thing to like not clean yourself, but like kids are gonna make yeah. fun of you. Plus, so. like especially that whole teenage age is like you, you smell bad, like just naturally. in general. Yeah, yeah. It's like your room's gonna smell. There's no way to avoid the BO unless you really... Dude, I remember in middle school, like, every time I passed the boys' locker room, it was just, like, a strong smell of BO and Axe. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably its own phobia. Yeah. Fear of BO and Axe spray. Mixed together. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're on number four. You're two out of three doing well. This next one is called Allodoxophobia. Okay. Allodoxophobia. A L L O D O X aphobia. Aphobia. Yeah. So I'll leave it here. Um Allodoxophobia is the fear of onions, unions, or opinions. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme so, to this one. <laughs> wait, so of opinions, unions, and what was the other one? Onions. Onions. I had fun with this one. Clearly. I don't know. I'm going to guess onions. Onions? Yeah. Okay, this is an extremely rare phobia. Allodoxophobia is used to define the fear of opinions. Is that is that what Donald Trump has? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Of uh, descending opinions. 
The phobia is believed to be associated with previous encounters where the person affected has not been able to properly express their opinion or has had their opinion rejected. It's visible in social situations where the affected person refuses to involve themselves in discussions and can also reflect a fear of confrontation. I feel like a lot of people might have some form of this, at least a, a lighter... Yeah, not a severe... Not like a fear, complete fear of it, but... Um, yeah, I thought that one was probably the weirdest. <laughs> yeah, I try to avoid confrontation as much as I can, but there are certain situations that call for it. Yeah, for sure. Same. All right, we're on the last one. You're two out of four, so this is for a winning percentage. All right, last one. This is called nomophobia. Nomo. Nomophobia. It's like the nomos in the show I'm watching. Nomos? Oh, is that an anime thing? Yeah, it's an anime thing. Ah, okay. All right, so... Uh, maybe that'll help me. Let's, we'll see. Maybe. It's like nomophobia is a fear of anime character. <laughs> okay, so this is the fear of being left without blank. Okay. Okay. Nomophobia is the fear of being left without Netflix, facial hair, or phone connectivity. That doesn't help. The, my hair academia didn't help in this. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's not even on Netflix, right? No, is it on Netflix? No, it's on Hulu. <laughs> You're watching it on Hulu. So, of uh, Netflix, of uh, facial hair, and uh, being left without phone connectivity, or being left without Netflix, or being left without facial hair. <clears throat> no mo. Well, I'm. I'm- I'm thinking it's like no more, no more, like no more of something. No homo. Uh, so it's, I can, I don't know. Um, I mean, that's that's probably in the fear of being left without. So it doesn't really, I don't know if it helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, all of them are having the fear to live without whatever. But I'm going <laughs> to guess with the phone because I feel like phones have been around longer and people have a fear. Of Fair enough. Okay. More of that. Okay, so this is for a winning record. The term is used to describe a psychological condition when people have a fear of being detached from mobile phone connectivity. Yay, that's right. Good job. Good job. Yes. Although I did, I did hear something about there's a fear of like not having Netflix or something like. That. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that probably is a thing. Um, so yeah, I left that for last because that's actually going to be what I'll be talking about in my meme. So I'm going to transition to a little bit more about nomophobia after you sneeze. So this is from... (laughs) No cut, no edit needed on that. I just went straight into it. Um, This is actually probably the first time I'll be reading from like an actual, like, what's it it called? Like a research article? Okay. (laughs) So so this is um, the most legit source I've ever had on this silly show. Uh, It's the U.S. National Library of Medicine National Institutes of Health. And it's from April of 2019. So I'll read a little bit about it from here. The term nomophobia is constructed on definitions described in the DSM-4. It's been labeled as a phobia for... Well, it's already outdated. (laughs) How many... What are the... Well, it's on the fifth one right now. Okay. When did that come out? Did they have... Like 2018. Oh, okay. So I don't know whether... It was described initially, I guess, then. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the four. So now maybe it's had more. It's on season three. Well, <laughs> well, I'll, just tell me more about it yeah. and then I'll scrutinize it it's then. Been, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's been labeled as a phobia for a particular slash specific thing. 
Various psychological factors are involved when a person overuses a mobile phone, like low self-esteem, extrovert personality. The burden of this problem is now increasing globally. Other mental disorders like social phobia or social anxiety and panic disorder may also precipitate nomophobic symptoms. It's very difficult to differentiate whether the patient becomes nomophobic due to mobile phone addiction or existing anxiety disorders manifest as nomophobic symptoms. So what do you think about that? Like, what comes before, like, the other, I guess? Is it Does it come from just a dependence on mobile phone addiction mostly and then maybe it causes anxiety? Yeah. Maybe there's probably... <clears throat> getting choked up. There's probably, like... A little of both. Like, if you have existing anxiety, <clears throat> you're more perceptible. Like, not perceptible. You're more susceptible to getting uh, addicted to something that'll. I, I think don't know. it. I think it partly depends on your the generation you're from, and also, um, your self esteem. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, kids nowadays they grow up with social media and all that, and maybe yeah. they didn't have anxiety before, but. Because of all the um, pressures of, you know, your self-image and, um, you know, trying to be liked by everyone that, you know, if you have, if you're trying to set yourself so high and then people are telling you that you're not what you think you are, mm-hmm. that lowers their self-esteem and that causes anxiety. Right. Now, if you're an older person who wasn't, who didn't grow up with that kind of, um, that kind of technology, it could be that you had this pre-existing anxiety. It might have not been, like, severe, mm-hmm. um, but it just kind of is perpetuated by um, social media. Because, again, you're trying to, pre- to present yourself as this positive person or however else people want to perceive themselves online. And then just one negative comment can ruin mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Yeah. People are. I always hear about people like they they'll have the whole line of um, compliments and like love like likes and stuff, and then like they only remember the one bad comment. And well, and, yeah, I mean, it's natural, and, and, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it just comes from our <clears throat> just inclination to be liked by others. Yeah, um, and there could be thousands of people saying that you're awesome and you're doing great and that you're like my role model or whatever else but it just takes that one person it's not even like trolls though because mm-hmm. trolls are a different thing they're yeah. just assholes they're just like it's hard to take them seriously yeah but if it's come it comes from like uh a source that's not meaning to like be like really hateful and then points out flaws that you already think are flaws and they're just like oh yeah i see your flaws yeah then that perpetuates that anxiety and depression i guess they kind of go hand in hand really yeah if if you have if you have anxiety already it it definitely they can uh um what's the word i'm looking for god damn it i'm a psychologist i should know this (laughs) uh co you fucking (laughs) saw i'm your comment section (laughs) Why can't you think of the stuff you study? Yeah, I know. For what real. a dumbass. <laughs> um, Boo. I guess it's kind of like a co-occurrence or mm-hmm. something with co. I forget what it is. <laughs> but. All right. Then we'll move on. Did I sound smart? Yes. Yeah. I sometimes like when I'm writing reports and like I write something, <laughs> I look back at it and I reread it and I'm like, man, 
I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's you've had that exact quote on this podcast before. <laughs> mm. I wish I could dive back into them and listen to them all, but probably it's still funny every time. Um, it's very difficult to differentiate whether the patient becomes homophobic due to mobile phone addiction or I already said that. Yeah. The signs and symptoms are observed that are observed in homophobia cases include anxiety, respiratory alterations. Uh, I guess that's just like breathing. Uh, yeah, bre- breathing difficulties. That's, that yeah. happens a lot with our kids with um, uh, severe anxiety because um, some of them get um, somatic symptoms. Hmm. So, like, I have a student right now that she has very bad anxiety. Yeah. Like, especially when I was testing her, um, <clears throat> she was like, my chest hurts because we got to something that was really hard for her. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, that's when the anxiety came up. To, and when she got anxious, that's when those physical symptoms come up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the other ones are trembling, perspiration, agitation, disorientation, and tachycardia. T- yeah, tachycardia is that um, the heart. The heart, yeah, just yeah. having difficulty with that breathing. Thinking yeah. you're a lot of people with anxiety disorders think they're having heart attacks. Yeah. Um, so, was I? well, that's part of the panic attack part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, continuing with this, uh, nomophobia may also act as a proxy to other disorders. So we have to be very judicious regarding his diagnosis. Some mental disorders can precipitate it, and vice versa. The complexity, yeah, yeah that's basically yeah, what we're can, saying. Yeah, I can see it also, besides depression, anxiety, going to like obsessive-compulsive disorder as well. Yeah. Um, the complexity of this condition is very challenging to the patient's family members as well as for the physicians, as nomophobia shares common clinical symptoms with other disorders. That's why it has to be diagnosed by exclu- by exclusion. So it's like you know, we have to rule other more serious things, probably. And then this is kind of that's, like that's yeah. just my job in general. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. We have to stay in the real world more than the virtual world. We have to reestablish the human human interactions, face to face connection. This is like the yeah kind of the conclusion part of the. Um, so we need to limit our use of mobile phones rather than banning it because we cannot escape the force of technological advancement. So they're basically saying like. I mean, there's no way to avoid it completely, but at least kind of maybe if you're watching something good on Netflix, don't always check your phone next to Josh on the couch. Um, <laughs> so the, the term... <laughs> Just kidding. We both do it. I, I, I feel like it's one of your biggest pet peeves about me. <laughs> it's not a big pet peeve. I, I mostly do it as a joke, but sometimes if we're watching a really good show or movie and you're looking at it for an extended time, then I'm just kind of looking over like, <laughs> what's so... You're just scrolling your Instagram. Um, well, I mean, there's puppies. <laughs> now, that's a... that's most of the content I look at. Like <laughs> puppies and food, dogs, <clears throat> food, but, traveling. And then you'll be you'll you'll put something on that you want to watch, and then get your phone out and you're looking at your phone as you're watching it. And I'm like, okay, I can well, do <laughs> I can do two things at the same time. I think you have nomophobia. <laughs> um, so last part here. This is where it originated from. This was coined by the UK post office in 2008. That's weird. Uh, in 2008, during a study, who commissioned YouGov, a UK-based research organization. Okay, I guess they they post office like sp- sponsored a research place to. Well, they got a lot of money uh, compared to our post yeah. office. <laughs> yeah. The objective of that study was to evaluate the possibility of anxiety disorders um, that occurred due to overuse of mobile phones. 
The study found that nearly 53% of British people who use mobile phones pretend to be apprehensive when they lose their mobile phone, run out of battery or credit, or have no network coverage. I don't know why it says pretend to be apprehensive. But I'm just going to assume they just mean they are. Yeah. That's um, how people in Mexico are like, because like, uh, they, they don't have like a plan. Yeah. They, they just, you know, pay for how many, um, memory or whatever. Yeah. And so they're like, like oh, pay as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Pay as you go type of thing. And they're just like always trying to get more because, yeah. Um, that study also revealed that. About 58% of male and 47% of females uh, suffered from the mobile phone anxiety. I'm surprised there's more male over there. And additionally, 9% felt strained when their mobile phones were switched off. 55% of the participants agreed that they were they are not able to maintain connectivity with their near and dear, I guess with their family and friends. Yeah. Which was the main reason for the phobia. On comparing the stress levels, it was found that the anxiety level was at par with those of wedding day jitters. Mm. I feel like that's a little much. That's like once. That's like a once in a once in well, well hopefully theoretically not, not like my dad, but <laughs> and my dad, <laughs> and your, oh, not like our dads, <laughs> our two dads. Um, but it should be like a one of the once in a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, it's, that you'll it's, get. it's normal to feel anxious. I mean, you're like. Saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to spend the rest of my right. life with you and you're legally uh, obliged to follow that. And if you don't, I can get a lot of money. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. Unless you press on a prenup. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's the last part I got. I'm just saying. <laughs> on that note, let's raise our glasses. So. Um, yeah, so that's nomophobia. I'm sure you'll probably, maybe you'll come across it sometime because it's a common modern. I mean, it probably isn't like, it's not, I don't know how serious it is, but it is classified in the DSM, so. Um, Well, I wouldn't say it's, it's it's not classified, but it's described in it. I don't know. But it's kind of, I think, I think what they're saying, it's like, it's kind of similar to another disorder described in the dsm but it's not part of the dsm oh okay yeah it says it's constructed on definitions described in the dsm four. okay it might be become part of the dsm six later on i wouldn't be surprised there's yeah. the technology and stuff um i'm sure there's new um there's mental illnesses like addiction to doing the floss and the fortnite dance <laughs> bullshit <laughs> or the fortnite game in general that's weird teenagers will like just uh, uh, i'll be walking down the hallway and they'll be just like randomly like doing the floss and doing that stupid fortnite dance and i'm like why are you doing that? just in the <laughs> yeah, hallway just in the hallway by themselves <laughs> no, no i mean kidding. <laughs> well i mean there's sometimes there's other kids around mm-hmm. but like <laughs> sometimes like but like i remember this week i like i was walking in my elementary school and there was a kid outside the bathroom i guess just waiting to go inside and he's just doing that fortnite dance <laughs> like why are you doing that there's no reason for it see if you want to talk about pet peeves then we'll get on that we'll talk about that, that next episode, episode. <laughs> pet peeves episode 60 pet peeves i mean hitler's pet peeve could be the going to the dentist or just jews jews <laughs> that's true or just jews in I general know. i think pet peeves pet peeve is a uh, underestimated the word <laughs> underusing that word the Jews in art schools. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know how we always end up back on Hitler and stuff like that, but 
I don't know. I don't really like. Well, I don't really like I really World like War. <laughs> I don't really like World War Two, but it's interesting to learn yeah, about. That's true. All right. Well, um, I think we've covered phobias pretty well. Yeah. We got to know some people that had them. Got to know some weird ones. And you did a good job on. A, I don't know why I'm doing a recap. This is a recap <laughs> of the episode. Stay tuned I'm, for the post show coming up. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm smart sometimes. It happens. It's not. It doesn't happen a lot, but it can happen. <laughs> I mean, you have a freaking degree. Like you have a master's. master's. So yeah, I'm thinking about going for my PhD, but I'm not sure yet. We'll yeah. see how uh, the tides Just turn. The fact that you're thinking about it shows that you're smart. Yeah, I guess so. But on that note, well, well, we can raise a glass to that. Go ahead and raise our glasses here and go grab a refill. Okay, bye. Bye. So I'm going to transition to a little bit more about nomophobia after you sneeze.